If you like this podcast, check out Studio Red's amazing lineup of podcasts at StudioRedMedia.com. Welcome to Kiti with our team. I'm Ryan. I'm Todd. And today we're talking about that sweet, sweet, sweet rest. <laughs> oh, I can't believe that's how you started it. I do. That's like, like the best I dad joke right there. Oh my gosh. I had to do it. I had to do it. <laughs> Just because you knew it would get a reaction. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know you'd have that I feel like my rest. headphones are plugged into your mic somehow. Oh, there they are. No, they're, they're wrapped not. around. They're just wrapped up. They're all, we're all wrapped up together. Oh, man. Like a cuddling couple taking a nap. Taking a nap, which. <laughs> segues into the importance well, of rest. Yes, yes, a more serious topic even though we're making making mm-hmm. jest of it right now. Um uh you have a weekend coming up? I do. Where your wife is gone? Yep. And as any married person who's been married longer than like 6 months probably will tell you, although you love your spouse, mm-hmm. it's always fun when you get the house to yourself for a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Nothing against our spouses. I love Helen. I love Allie. Uh, hopefully they love us. Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but nonetheless, there is just something nice about having uh, your house to yourself. Yeah. Even sometimes if I'm in the studio by myself, or I'm sure the same way for you. It's nice sometimes just to have that, that peace and quiet, uh, which made me think about just the importance of rest yeah. and something that me and you talk about regularly. But um, I thought it'd be interesting to kind of talk about it in a deeper level. Yeah. Uh, surface level, deeper level, practical level, philosophical level, all of it, especially as creatives. But even for, say, I don't know, farmers in mm-hmm. Illinois, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. You know, graphic designers. Fathers, are, sons, uncles, grandpas. That's right. Graphic designers, yeah. product designers, yeah. you know, whatever. Whoever you might be. Whatever. My niece, Reagan, who lives Your niece, Reagan. Uh-huh. Exactly. Reagan, this is especially goes out to you. Yes, thank you, Reagan. Uh, <laughs> so, anyways, um, yeah, I, I think um, I think this is a topic that, unfortunately, in our culture, our, our generation especially, the millennial generation, I feel, and mainly, I think, a product of our parents who yeah. believed that, um, you know, like, more the our grandparents believed that uh, idle hands are the devil's workplace. Our parents believed that the way to get ahead is to work harder and longer than everybody else. And we inherited all of that from them uh-huh. to where, and then we were also then wonderfully gifted with social media and constantly being connected to our friends, to our family, to yeah. our work, to our close knit social group, our external social group, whether that's church or nonprofits or charity organizations or yeah. arts entertainment, whatever. We're just constantly connected with everything, so I feel like this idea of rest is like even more important now than potentially it ever has been. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, so, and well, and statistically, I don't have like the company, but I have heard that millennials are actually the hardest workers. Like you know, older generations are like ah, millennials and their phones and all that stuff. Well, millennials and their phones are working and doing because that's how yeah. life is now. <laughs> yeah. So social media is work. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I thought we could just maybe just talk about it. I really have no general idea or direction of where or how we can go about it, but I feel like one thing we could do is just kind of talk about, I know for you from working with you that like you make rest a very high priority. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like that's true? Yeah, absolutely. 
And why don't you maybe just tell me why or like yeah. how you go about doing it? Maybe that can kind of be our 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 kickoff of yeah. And then we'll just sort of we'll just spiral off from right. there. I think it started back in like high school, <laughs> which is funny because like I mean, I think it was mainly just kind of realizing that like being around friends, being around people, and I just you begin to get more irritated. You begin to um, not. For me personally, like, I can't think, I can't process, I can't, like, um, engage with people. And so you just kind of get in a hazy fog and then you're just oversleeping or, you know, there's like little things like that, which will kind of make its way in in life. And so for me, it was finding a night in the week, which was Monday night for me, Um, Monday and Thursdays, I think, were the nights where, like, I didn't go out, see people, I just stayed at home and watched my shows and found a way to rest, and, and then moving down the room, um, the weekends. For, for me in high school, that was really easy, because nobody wanted to hang out with me, <laughs> Monday through Sunday. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's very sad. <laughs> so, it was like I had every night yeah. to just hang out at my house. Well, I just remember one time, Evan, he called me, and he was like, hey, let's hang out. And I was like, dude, it's Monday night. <laughs> and he was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I'm not doing it. And I, he's like, do you have a clan meeting? <laughs> and you're like, no, was, that's you, Evan. I have a meeting with a cheerleader that needs to save the world. Monday nights, heroes. Oh, yes, that's um, right, heroes. Yeah, yeah that was when heroes were good. The world. Yeah, because it was like uh, I would catch up on my show, so it would be like a heroes, and then like all like the Thursday night was like office and uh, – and Parks yeah. and Rec yeah. and Thirty Rock and Community best lineup of comedy ever. Period. Period. Wow, period. you're really bleak for the future. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> um, what about when we're running Monday Night Comedy, Todd? We'll have a good, you know, solid foundation of <laughs> what, what will never be better. <laughs> be like, we'll have hit shows for two hours straight. It's like the NBA. And you'll be like. Still not as good. Right. As... It's like the NBA where, like, statistically, LeBron James is the best player we've ever had. But because Michael Jordan won six, you know, yeah. NBA championships. Because Michael Jordan's Michael Jordan. He's the GOAT. I mean, yeah. he is the greatest of all time. So yeah. we will always say that. So yeah, That's true. That's true. <laughs> Even though LeBron James has made the finals more times than most franchises. Yeah. And think how much money he's made through China. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure, the Nike sponsorship's a big deal, but I mean, the national sponsorship yeah, of China more than oh. an athlete in America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay, so but rest yes. was super important. Yes. And uh, and you're an introvert. I'm an introvert, so I self proclaimed introvert. Yes. I I think at this point it's just acknowledged by oh, people. Oh well, no, no. I I'm more of saying like I feel like some introverts are ashamed of their introvertedness. I think introverted is like the cool thing. Now. It's coming around. Yeah, because yeah, like when true. we were younger in high school, it definitely was yeah. like, oh, introverts. You want to be an extrovert. You want to be the yeah. person that goes out. And yeah, stuff. like introverts. Oh, so you don't like people, right? And so now it's it's the cool thing to be like the lone. I actually was <laughs> reading about um, uh, for all you parents out there with older kids, mm-hmm. um, the uh, cultural translator that comes out from Axis. Our good old friend David. Oh yeah, Eaton. They have and a um, bunch of other summit people that we all. Wor- I mean, you worked with. They have this thing. They, they do a lot of stuff with 
uh, high school and down grades. They have a whole kind of like worldview yep. ministry, helping parents with understanding the current culture and being able to relate to their children. And so they send out this like weekly or biweekly newsletter. And somehow I got signed up for it. But I find it really interesting, even though I don't have any kids. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, oh, so that's what the that's what the young kids are. The, or whatever they always say, that's what the the youth, the youth of the young yeah. people. Yeah. That's what the, ki- the kids are into these days. Yeah. That's the phrase. <laughs> I don't even know the phrase. But uh, anyways, and uh, one of them was talking about the fact that the new cool thing is staying in. Yeah. Like staying in your house and like Instagramming it and like and like so putting on social media how yeah. you're like this homebody. Yeah. Like being the homebody is the cool thing. Now. Yeah. Which is like once again blows your mind. You I, were ahead of the trend. I was ahead of the trend, guys. <laughs> yeah. I was I was killing it yeah. on the homebody game yeah. back in the day. If I was I'm like Jonah Hill from Twenty Two Jump Street. Uh huh. If I went back to high school now, I'd be so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be that so, was my favorite thing. I'd be so homebody that nobody would know who I <laughs> yeah. was. Yeah, it's true. I it really is. I I mean, I would equate that to uh, technology and how like technology has kind of encouraged us to binge and yeah. To well, stay. I asked uh, my nephew uh, over the weekend. I asked him if um, like now that you can do online gaming and spend so much time online together, like do you actually care if you're like in person hanging out or is it does it make a difference to you and your yeah. friends? Like, do you guys like want to, because he's about to turn 16 or not about ready to in April, he turned 16 and he doesn't have his like permit, you know, and his, and he's not really that interested into driving. Like he really could care less about like getting his driver's license. And like, to me, yeah, you know, like me and Helen afterwards were like, man, like when we could drive, we were so excited because yeah. it meant I can hang out with my friends anytime I want. Yeah. That's what driving meant. Yeah. You know, I can, I can, have a social freedom. life and free, but freedom to hang out with my friends. That's yeah. really what it was, yeah. right? That's freedom to hang out with my friends and the girls that I had crushes on. Yeah, you know that was what I wanted. So it's like, but now that you have all this ability to hang out online, basically, there's almost like, what's the incentive? You already can do that. Yeah, you know. And basically, he was like, "Yeah, we don't really care. Like online in yeah. person makes no difference to yeah. us." Yeah, I saw this uh, meme that really like made me laugh because I was like, I don't know if today's youth like get it <laughs> where it was, uh, it's like, <laughs> I laugh at people who use Uber. I can, I can get rides for free. My mom, uh, my mom can drop me off as long as your mom can take us home or something. You know, yeah. like and I was like, that was the thing where it's like, yeah. yeah, I can go to your friend as long as your mom brings me home. Yeah. And now it really is like, I'm hearing stories of like people in LA and stuff uh, Obviously, it's like Richard, but like the kids use Uber. Yeah, to get get to. Yeah, places. I've heard that too. Yeah, I read an article where technically Uber is not supposed to drive anybody under a certain age, but they're doing it anyway. They're doing it. Yeah, it's money. Uh, money is money. So yeah, I mean, and to be honest, if you're an Uber driver, I'd much rather pick up a child yeah. than some sketchy adult. Yeah, <laughs> you know, better chances that twelve year olds not gonna throw up in the back seat. Yeah. So or maybe they will. Yeah. Well, and did you? Uh, this is totally random. We're just going all over the place. But did you see the news article? Uh, that some kid was caught talking about children throwing up in back seats. Uh, that some he was twenty, so he's not a kid, but but he was caught with a fake ID that said McLovin on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, and, I, uh, and Seth Rogen was just like he just tweeted and said, "My job here is done." <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's amazing. At a certain point, 
life does imitate art. So. Yes, exactly. And if you're the one making that art, and all yeah. of a sudden it becomes life in that sort of way, you don't yeah. want to be the uh, you don't Todd want to be Phillips Hannibal Lecter, <laughs> no, life imitating art. Yeah. yeah, art, life imitating art, but yeah. definitely the McLovin one. You yeah. Know. All right. That's so fun. going back to rest, though. So you re- you had your days. They took off. Um, uh, now that we're working and creative, I think. Um, I think for me. Like I said, I I feel like I always was in situations where a lot of times I had built-in rest. Mm-hmm. Um, like even in college, like my f- first year in college, I had a senior for a roommate, so we weren't like we were roommates, but like we weren't like constantly hanging out because we were four years or three years apart from each other. Um, my sophomore year, I had a room to myself. Like my next year, I had a roommate who um, like was out a lot, you know, and yeah. so it's like we weren't in the dorm at the same time most of the time. And then, like, my fourth year, I did actually scrap with my roommate, and he was always in the room when I was in the room. And it was actually, like, really exhausting because it was, like, that was the first time that, like, every time I was in the room, I had somebody who was talking and wanting to hang out. And I love scrap. Love him to death. Scrap's like an expert, right? Uh, scrap would be, I would, uh... Because it's, it's all about energy from, do you get energy from being alone or energy from being people? It's not necessarily social aspect. Yeah, I mean, Scraps definitely does not get energy being around a lot of people. Yeah. But he does not like being alone. Yeah, okay. So he's, he's like a semi... Yeah, so like, he would be like, like, if it's purely like you get energy from being with people or you get energy from being completely yeah. alone, he gets energy from being around one or two close people. Yeah. Like, his, his best friends, his family his wife his kids you know something where it's like it's me and my little small group of yeah. people um but like he wouldn't even like a group of like eight people yeah you know like that would be too many yeah so um yeah so then it's like luckily i was in student government and we had like offices for student government and so i had my own office so i would like go into the office and like close the door and like have days where it's like, all right, Tuesday morning, I'm closing the door. That's the type of corruption we're trying to get out. Of. Right. We want transparency. I raise student <laughs> fees too, Todd. Barry College is expensive because of me. Um, it's all because of me. It's all my fault. Um, so, um, but I think uh, it's really been more, and even like, you know, in in our work, like it's always been like something that's like gradually things have gotten busier and busier yeah. here. To where I've realized how much more, like, and it just like will just hit me all of a sudden where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm exhausted. Yeah, you know, and uh, or I'll find myself like trying to like chisel out time throughout the day to get that like rest that I need. Yeah, but I'm not really getting it completely. It's almost yeah. like eating candy when you're really hungry. <laughs> yeah. It's like great that worked for 15 minutes, but now I'm starving again yeah. and I have a headache because if I ate a bunch of sugar. You know, so it's like it's not it's a temporary fix. So um, I, I definitely think this is a good conversation to talk about. So now that you're in like more creative field and now as an adult, like I guess just talking about more of the kind of how you see the rest of um, our friends and our collaborators, yeah. like how they view rest. Do you feel like people don't? do it well? Do you feel like they give it the attention it deserves? Do you see people trying to do it, not try to do it? Yeah. What are your thoughts? Yeah, my thoughts are, A, you really got to know what, like, re-energizes you. I think that's the thing is a lot of people can think, like, oh, sleeping gets me there. And sometimes it does, like, physical, actual physical sleep. Um, But I think there is, for some people, it's reading a book. Some people, it is just 
meditating and being alone and turning everything off and being still um, for me. And I know this is the way for Evan as well. It's watching shows, you know, or, or movies and stuff like that, just kind of turning your brain off or or just like allowing someone else to do the work. I think that's the thing for me. It was always for rest for me was not having the need to uh, be responsible for anyone. So I think that's more of like a two almost yeah. where it's, it yeah, is the Enneagram baby. Enneagram. We're back. We're back. Uh, <laughs> round two. <laughs> Five hours later on the podcast. Um, but uh, uh, it, it would be interesting if the, you know, your personality type does affect to some degree what, you're trying to get away from. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I think for you, it'd be really interesting if, like, you get more rest when it's really peaceful and it's not like there's no need for like engagement in like conflict or anything. You know, obviously, yeah. like it's just like everything's relaxed. You don't have to worry about other people's feelings. You're yeah. just simply in tune yeah. with yourself. Which I think is why I like where I, I was saying, you know, you're you have a weekend to yourself at the house. I think that's one of the things I like about being somewhere by myself yeah. is that I don't have to worry about other people's feelings yep. and thoughts and like their concerns. You know, I don't have to like worry about pleasing anybody and yeah. make sure everybody's happy. Uh, it's just like, it's just do me. Yeah. And, and it's just like, I just get to turn that part of my brain off and, yeah. and just, and it's so nice. And I think there is a difference between like physical rest yeah, and then like more mental, mental and like almost emotional. kind of emotional, spiritual rest, like yeah. everything else that isn't physical Basically, and I mean, and physical rest is important, but you can be sleeping eight hours a day and still be like in desperate need of rest. Yeah, I think there's like two different types of rest. Yeah, I would almost put like sleeping physical rest as like little R rest, and then like the rest I'm talking about to some degree more so is like the big R rest. Yeah, you know, like vacations. Medi- you know, I've I've never meditated, but I, I've been curious to to try it one yep. day just because I've heard a lot of people say that it is a way to kind of help you. So yeah. rejuvenate your brain, but you know, also you know, exercise or walks or I mean, just being able to get away for a little while. Yeah, yeah. And when we say meditation, I think a lot of people think of like crossing your legs and going. Um, that's not the case. I think it really is like thinking deeply about things. You know, yeah. about um life. Like I, I meditate or think about stuff after I've heard like a really good podcast or something. You yeah. know. Um, I think that's where a lot of my writing comes from. Yeah, comes from. I, yeah, the yeah, I, the stuff that I'd be kind of more interested in trying. I guess I've never really tried much of it other than just like prayer meditation. Right. But it's more of like focused thinking. Yeah. Um, and like and deliberate thinking to where instead of letting your mind wander all over the place and worry about everything that's happening in the world and in your life, it's like no, I'm just gonna focus on these things yeah. and be like really controlled about it. Yeah. And kind of block everything else out. And kind of getting once again rest from getting getting to escape and kind of rest away from all your challenges and your yeah. other things that you're thinking about. You know, I need to fix the leaky sink, and I need to buy dog food, and I need to, yeah. you know, what about these bills? You know, just like getting rid of all of that and like thinking about something else. Yeah, you know, whatever that is. Absolutely, and yeah, once again, once again. Every person is different. So, like, there's people that, like, meditation would literally be the most stressful thing in the world. They don't yeah. want that. So, um, gardening, working out. Like, there are things that people do, painting and stuff like yeah. that. 
Um, yeah, that like gardening is something Helen loves to doing, and there's nothing exactly. that would be restful to me about going outside and digging in the dirt while <laughs> mosquitoes are biting me. Exactly. So yeah, that would be my the opposite yeah. of rest. That would be work. Yeah. Slash torture. Yeah, and that's where I think it's important for people to really find their element of like what makes them because something works for you, you really should not ever be like, you should do what I'm doing yeah. because every person is different. So it it's, and then in that way also like, you know, with spouses, I think that's an important thing to remember is that your spouse, like, I don't think Allie recharges the same way I do. You know, for her, it probably is more of like taking care of her physical state, you know, taking, uh, having a massage, having those things, yeah. you know, where for me, like, massage is not what I want. I want yeah. to gain something, which I feel like every time I watch a show or something, I gain something from it, but I'm also not having to perform. And I think that's a very relaxing thing for me. It's 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 like fueling my brain creatively. Yeah. I can laugh. I can relax. But yeah. also at the same time, not be in a position where I have to work. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, I think that's I think that's really a good point. Yeah, I think uh, w- uh, one of the biggest mistakes that we as humans make is we assume that everybody is just like we are. Yeah. So the things that we like doing is what everybody else likes. The yeah. way we like to be loved is the way that everybody else must like to be loved. The things that we hate is the things that other people hate. I remember in college, one of the moments where I was just like, "What?" You yeah. Know, was where somebody we were in this like leadership development program class thing and. One of the other students was like, I love organizing a stack of papers. <laughs> and I was like, Leslie, nope. <laughs> and I was, it's just in my mind, I was like, who the F <laughs> likes organizing a stack of papers? You know, like, I was like, That's I have like serial killer levels. I was like, I was like, I have stacks of papers that I'm just like, oh, I wish those would just disappear. And yeah. Never, you know, like, they just give me anxiety looking at them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, on my desk right now, there are stacks of paper. Not, and I'm not like a hoarder level, no. but I mean, like, normal stacks that most people have, you know, and I'm like, well, who wants to go through a stack of papers? <laughs> and this person was like, I love going through yeah. stacks of papers. And I'm like, man. Apparently, and I, that was like one of those moments. And they were trying to say, "Hey, we're all different." And when that girl said that, I was like, "Apparently, we are. We are very different." Because yeah. nowhere in her fridge is like stacks of heads. <laughs> <laughs> nowhere in a million years would I ever say yeah. that organizing a stack of papers is fun. Yeah, it's uh, literally like someone being like, "I just really enjoy watching paint dry." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like what? <laughs> I really enjoy having my skin scraped across. <laughs> Sandpaper, yeah, repeatedly. And it's, there are people. Who, <laughs> <laughs> it's called uh, pedicure or whatever. The uh, yeah, manicure, exactly. Yeah, the face stuff. <laughs> um, but uh, but I think that's the biggest mistake that people make. I mean, to somebody like that, then they probably would be like, "Oh man, if somebody asks me for ideas on things, it's just so overwhelming. I get so like that's so much work, and I get anxiety." And I'm like, "Are you kidding? I love coming up with ideas for stuff. I'll give you a hundred ideas." Before lunchtime, if you want ideas, I got those all day long, yeah. you know? And so it's like, I think realizing, like you're saying that, like, I think especially if, like, the people you live with, even the people you work with, even the people you're friends with, you know, um, it's very easy to shame another person because of the way that they like to rest. Yeah. And we don't understand what they, like, if that's what they need to recharge their battery, like, as long as it's not, like, morally, ethically socially yeah. wrong you know like, as you long as it's bad? not actually cutting off heads and animals. putting them in fridges yeah. <laughs> yeah uh you know like i think 
you know, we have to like, like I don't understand why Helen would want to garden for fun as yeah. a relaxing thing, but I would be a horrible husband if I shamed her yeah. over the fact that I think that's crazy yeah. and she likes it. Yeah. Or if she liked organizing a stack of papers, she doesn't, unfortunately. <laughs> but if she did, yeah. uh, you know, I would, I would be like, kudos to yeah, you. Yeah, great. Good that's, job. Let me awesome. get you some more stacks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I make them, you organize them. Yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, yeah, I think that's a great point. Yeah. Um, well, and, and also I think as you grow older, remembering that, um, you're going to change as well. Yeah. So like the things you liked when you're a kid are not going to bring as much joy. So right. I enjoy like walking more than I used to. And so a lot of times you have to force yourself to do that, yeah. go for a walk and, um, being in silence is amazingly peaceful the older I've got, like, um, we, we were out at like a really busy Apple festival this past weekend for our two year anniversary, wedding anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. You've made Uh, it. (laughs) We did it. No more. You succeeded at marriage. (laughs) It's all easy from here. (laughs) Um, but, uh, I was in a bad mood because I was around, you know, it's just a bunch of people. It's my weekend, you know, it's the yeah. weekend. Yeah, and, and the Apple Festival sucks. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, we're the wrong people to be on the podcast talking about the Apple Festival. <laughs> Anyways. Um, if our wives were on here, they'd be like, it's really not that bad, guys. Yeah, it's it's fun. nice. It's fun. It's, it's a, good. And we're like, Ugh. Spend a bunch of money on things that you normally would never buy and you're going to throw Yeah, out. buy a bunch of apples that are going to rot on your face account. <laughs> but, but, but it's a great event. Right. But so then we went to uh, the Mercer Apple Orchard and once again, crazy busy and all that stuff. But we were about to leave, and it's like the little apple orchard area. Yeah. And they had like a bench with like little tiny ponds and stuff like that. And I was, we were both in bad moods. And I was kind of, I had just been a jerk all day. And then finally I was like, let's go like sit down at that bench. Let's just go. And Allie's like, whatever, let's do it. Yeah. She's like, and what, yeah, once we got down there, super peaceful, super quiet. And it was just like a and fog. You guys just made out. <laughs> no, we sat. Enough room to allow the Holy Spirit in between <laughs> That's us. Right. That's the important thing. Like a good second-year <laughs> married couple would. Yeah. I mean, kids were grabbing rocks and throwing them into the pond, and I was just like, I turned to Allie, and I was like, do you ever just think about just having the power that these people are so small you could just throw them into? <laughs> and she's like, why are you so angry? <laughs> but they were so tiny, you're just like, I just want to. <laughs> uh, but anyway, it was very peaceful and it was energizing. You yeah. know, like there's yeah. it is there is something about finding the things like extroverts going to a concert, something right. exciting. Yeah, whatever your really, thing is. Yeah, it really yeah. energizing and stuff like that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and again, I think you know, I think when you're if you don't know what that is, or you're trying to figure out what it is, or and I think like you said, like people with children always are talking about like how much their life changes as far as like what rest means to them, you know, once they have kids and that things that they used to be like, they might be extroverts and then they have kids and then all they want is for their kids to go to grandparents' house and they can just sleep in and watch TV in their pajamas all day. And it's like, those are the extroverts that used to go out all the time and go be social. And now all they want to do is just stay in because like, that's just, they're getting away from this chaotic yeah. house of children yeah. by the ha- children leaving and now they have this peaceful house. So I think, yeah, I think the changing part is a big one. So I think if you're kind of thinking through some of that stuff, um, I feel like you need to find something that, like you need to kind of sort of figure out like what you're trying to get away from. Yeah. Like what in your life is causing you to need rest? Yeah, that's good. You know, and then figure out like, okay, well, if if 
if my situation is my house is always chaotic and there's always chores and things to do and I'm constantly running around chasing children or running around chasing errands, then potentially like the restful relaxing thing would be to be in your house without that stuff. Yeah. You know, or if you're, you know, a writer that sits at home all day and you're stressed over your writing, you know, then maybe relaxing is getting out yeah. and going and hanging out with friends. Or if you're a stay at home mom, maybe getting out and going to a book club or going out and having wine club with the, you know, your friends or whatever, like, you know, something that allows you to actually get out and socialize and get away from, from your environment that's yeah. causing you to start burning out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Repetitiveness, repetitiveness is good in short spurts. I think the problem is we constantly live in a repetitive nature, you yeah. know, Monday to Friday, we get up, we go to work, we come home. We yeah. eat dinner. We have the same conversation. So I think that that's one thing Allie and I have kind of learned over the last two years is that um, we have to be mindful of when routine is bad. Yeah. You know, or, or when those things are kind of suffocating life. Yeah. And so learning to acknowledge that and then forcing yourself because I think we like we're we're creatures of habit. We like those routines. We yeah. like those things, but it doesn't mean it's necessarily good. Like yeah, experiences, true, true. even as simple as taking a different route to work, is like good for the brain. Yeah, and I think and the you, zombie apocalypse. And the zombie apocalypse. Know all the exits. gotta know your exits. Gotta know your entrance. <laughs> gotta know if Lucy from four doors down, you know, she's gonna be yeah. slow to work that day. That could, that's life and death. Right that's there. right. <laughs> so. You got to know the shortcuts around. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I think also yeah. knowing that, like, going out and doing things like uh, having a busy week or something that's very different, going to the Apple Festival yeah. or whatever, that makes those moments of coming back and resting that much sweeter because yeah. you kind of fed your soul in a way. That's yeah. a spiritual aspect of it, of doing something different. Of, yeah of stimulating your brain and your mind and yeah um yeah and sometimes i think i think that's a good point like sometimes because um we, we're suffering and i feel like in our culture right now especially like our age group is suffering from like this kind of epidemic of like burnout yeah and i think burnout is really just like this like constant grind of repetitiveness yeah our repetitive schedule and sometimes the best way to mix that up isn't by actually doing things that we stereotypically think of as rest, you know, sitting on a swing, watching the sunset or, you know, or taking a nap and, you know, and a picnic out yeah. in a field, you know, like what might actually be the best thing is to mix up your schedule and ha add some activities, like swap out instead of going home and just watching TV every night, yeah, make it a gym membership or yeah. start hanging out with friends, start a game night, you know, like go out to eat, you know, like, Start mixing things up to where like the your routine no longer is the same routine, and you start throwing in some variables there, and that might actually be the thing that actually provides you the rest, even though you're like doing an activity. Yeah, you know, I think I think that's again, you know, it's like depending on the people, it's always going to be different, and it's not always going to be the stereotypical resting thing. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're sitting by yourself all the time. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's. It's hard because before we get to that moment where we know we need to acknowledge these other things, we do get into almost a depressive state, yeah. you know? Yeah. 
and nothing brings joy, nothing brings rest, yeah. and we don't have the energy mentally or physically to try anything new. Yeah. So it's it's writing that line of knowing when you do have the energy you should do it. You yeah. should go out and do it before it's too late. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, the, once the depressive nature comes in, it's really hard to get yeah, out Yeah, no, for sure. I think once, the problem with burnout is that it's something you don't see until it's too late. Yeah. And once you are burnout, then at that point, it can be really hard to, like, jumpstart it. Yeah. And get kind of out of that rut. Um, so, um, let's maybe talk a little bit about, like, why we think, like, we do live in this burnout culture. Mm. And why people aren't resting more because I, I and part of it is just like American industrialism. Yeah. You know, we're just, we're, we're a country that of all the first world countries, we work longer hours than most people do. And we are commuting longer out. I mean, we're just, we just over everything. Yeah. You know, basically we overexert ourselves in all of our, all of our goals and activities. Um, but I also think that some of it's, you know, for each generation, it's kind of a different thing. Um, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but I, I think one of the things is is definitely like our constant connectivity. Yeah. Um, and, and that constant connectivity then also then does blend over into our work, our mm-hmm. actual work. Yeah. Or things that you would call work, obligations, if you want to put it that way. You know, yeah. ob- either financial obligations like a job or a mortgage or family obligations or things that you're not doing because they're fun or because they bring you rest, but you're doing them because you have to. Yeah. To some degree. Yeah. You know? Um, and, you know, I mean, most of the people I talk to, it's like their evenings are always full of a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. You know, if they're not also emailing me, you know, and I, I mean, I have to work in the evenings, um, but it's like I know Helen's always like, doing stuff for different organizations that she's a part of or other random stuff. And it's like, there's always something, yeah. you know? Um, I also think some of the home life obligations that people put on themselves because of like this, like Pinterest type culture, like some of those expectations are really high. Yeah. You know, like everything now is such a big deal, you know, like where it's like, you know, bridal shower back in the day used to just be somebody <laughs> making punch and people yeah. would come over, Yeah, you know? And now it's like, you got to have a freaking, you know, fanciest bridal shower thing yeah. in the world. And people are hand cutting or soldering stuff or wood burning things for signs. And it's just like this whole ordeal, you know, like, and that's just, you know, that one thing, you know, it's like, there's always something I feel like, like that. that yeah. Like, people are always having to like, in their evenings are spent doing more stuff, mm-hmm. even if they're, even if they want to do it, even if you like your job, even if you like your family, you know, it's like, you're yeah. still... There's all these obligations I feel like that people have. Yeah, we've we've sacrificed like meaning for spectacle, you know, yeah. in a way. Like it's it's the wedding is not really about the wedding. Yeah. It's about the Pinterest moment, it's about yeah. how beautiful it is, about that moment being so magical. Yeah. But, but like be- everything's like that now. Yeah, now, exactly. Like moving into a house. Yeah. Know? Oh, I gotta have a housewarming party and it's yeah. this whole big thing and yeah. all of a sudden Or just literally know. everyday life. Like yeah. it's really, really interesting seeing the um just being on Instagram again. And people are not posting nearly as much. Now, people are doing more like the stories and stuff the yeah. last, like, just a day or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think that's really interesting because that, re- you know, that relieves you of the need to have, like, the perfect Instagram post. Yeah. If you can just post it, it's going to disappear. It's not going to stay there forever. But when there's something about it staying on your wall forever or yeah. <laughs> online, the digital footprint, 
there is this like overwhelming pressure to be perfect and I mean, depression rates have gone up. Suicide rates have gone up because yeah, anxiety, is anxiety like a, and stuff is like, like that. It's like a huge thing on like college campuses. Everyone thinks it's really, really funny, even now, that people still think that everything that's on Instagram is 100% true. I mean, they, I heard this story, read the story about this couple that would do all the like vacation posts and stuff. You know, it's like the lady you know guiding the guy by hand. It's a beautiful like in Bali or, yeah. you know, it's a beautiful shot in, in a pool at this cool airbnb or whatever and they said they're like yeah we get like 10 minutes we we have to drive all we have to get there we have to prep the shot we get it then we we have to like pack up and leave we don't ever actually stay at the places that we're taking pictures of because like they always have to have content yeah they have to have this overflow of like new stuff yeah because people are disinterested and they'll move on yeah but every single time people are like oh, goals like that is like what and so then they get dissatisfied with their yeah. lives and so it's this vicious and then cycle they put these pressures on themselves to where instead of in the evening enjoying their time yeah and resting yeah they're then trying to put all these extra obligations and pressures on them while the other people aren't resting yeah. as they're rushing around all these beautiful spots it's kind of nuts I, I definitely feel like that is one big component of it for sure yeah um, I mean, that goes back to what we were saying with like knowing yourself. Yeah. We, when you are constantly looking at someone else, it's like trying to eat your meal while looking at someone else's meal. Like you're going to miss your mouth a lot yeah. <laughs> because, and you're going to starve. So, um, stop worrying about the next person over. Yeah. Stop worrying about like the things that you're missing out. FOMO is like this huge part of burnout culture i think yeah is because we work really hard because we want to have the life that we see other people have yeah when in reality no one has that life except for the one percent <laughs> yeah and even then like i there was another article that i read where they're talking about how like billionaires are like working harder than ever and it's like why are they working they're already billionaires yeah like what's the point and it's just this nothing is enough yeah well i remember i was watching um vox on uh netflix has a series called explained mm -hmm. it's really good if anybody wants to. it's like they're like 20 something minutes long and they just they do a really good job ex explaining stuff hence why it's called <laughs> but one of them was about billionaires and this one guy he was a uh like tech entrepreneur and he has like 3.4 billion dollars and he was like yeah i mean even like he's like there'll be times where i'll like catch myself being like man like i don't have nearly as much money as those guys yeah. do and then he's like, and then I catch myself, and I'm like, I'm a billionaire. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I have plenty of money. <laughs> yeah. But to him, he's like, I don't have ten billion, a hundred yeah. billion dollars. Yeah. You know, he has three. He's like, I don't have ten. I don't have a hundred. I don't. I'm not Jeff Bezos. Yeah. You know. And that's just kind of nuts. I mean, when you think about it, yeah. where it's like, and that that goes to something you said like off mic, where it's like we people don't have as much money. The millennial generation doesn't have as much money. We have you know, a bunch of student debt, all kinds of jobs where market wasn't as good when we came into it. And I think that's definitely true. But I also think that like, there's always cheap options for, um, resting. Yeah. You know, like if you like physical activity, you don't have to have a $200 a month gym membership Yeah, to be physically active. You can, you can go run outside anytime you want to for free. Yeah. You can go for walks, you can buy weights at Walmart, you know, I mean, you can do other stuff, um, I think whatever your activity is, even if you like traveling, like, like the good old days of like what my grandparents did where they just got in a car and they just drove to the town next, next, you know, like you were yeah. talking about the, the guys that would go around to all the different breweries in Georgia, you know, yeah. 
I mean, that's a thing that you could do. Hey, there's a town. Chattanooga is an hour away. Let's go up there and just hang out for the day. You know, I mean, you can do that kind of stuff. It doesn't always have to be, yeah. oh, I want to go to Singapore. Yeah. Oh, but I don't have the money. You my, know? my family, we traveled a lot. And Allie and I, we were talking about, like, how do we travel with kids? And yeah. it's like, oh, man, that's expensive. But I was like, we never went to Disney World or anything like that. We went to national parks. Yeah. That was like our vacations. All these history museums and national parks. Which history museums are pretty much free for kids yeah. and a, really cheap for a adults. A lot of national parks are free for kids. Free or 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 you buy that pass yeah, exactly. and you can go to as many as you want in the whole country. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, yeah, there's, there's a lot of opportunities. It's just getting yourself willing to go out yeah. there and do it. Well, and like my family, like we had four kids and, and just my dad was working and so it's like we definitely didn't have a lot of money but we went camping. Yeah. And so we had a camper and we'd all go and get in the camper and go camping and like those were some of my favorite vacations. We did go to Disney World a couple times but like if I could go back and relive one of them for a week I would totally relive going camping, camping on Lake yeah. Michigan over going to Disney World. Um, so... Yeah, Disney I, World is just a fancier Apple Festival. It really is. <laughs> it's just a really, really nice Apple Festival that yeah. while you're there, you're like, wow, there's a lot of crowds here. But it is kind of cool. <laughs> if I could have the whole place to myself, that would be awesome. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think I, – I feel like um, – I, and I feel like that's also kind of goes back to like the FOMO and this like this keeping up with the Joneses Instagram account. It's like all of a sudden my vacation to – the Blue Ridge Mountains of North Georgia yeah. isn't good enough anymore. Yeah. You know, I have to I have to travel overseas or I have to go to some cool place in the country that I have to go to the Grand Canyon. You yeah. know, it's like I have to do something. Yeah. You know, and then even when you're on the trip, it's like then you gotta take photos so you can share it and make everybody jealous. And it's like whatever happened to just enjoying it, you know, and I know I sound like a crudgy old man right now, but but I, I do think, like, we're robbing ourselves yeah. from the actual rest that we deserve. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the biggest example is we went and saw that uh, museum exhibit. The mirrors one. The mirrors one, yeah. Yeah, so, where it's, like, thousands of mirrors. Yeah, and... so it's it's a room full of mirrors, but they have, like, a bunch of tiny lights. And so it's a very cool experience. But you're literally waiting for, like, over an hour in line to stand in this thing for 30 seconds. 30 seconds, sometimes quicker because they, like, open the door before you even. Yeah. So if you're not taking a photo, it's legitimately worthless. Yeah. Like, I, I was, my mind was blown at how, like, this is, like, the biggest scam I've ever experienced. But it was a great example of how, like, life is in a lot of different ways. Yeah. We, we have, we think that, like, if it's not good enough for an Instagram or something. Yeah. Like, memories are no longer good enough. Yeah. You know, like, experiences of just being present are no longer good enough. We have to document everything. Yeah. And we've always been like that, obviously. Uh, I remember my mom, we were in uh, North Dakota, and, like, she got, like, dangerously close to a buffalo because she wanted to take a picture of it. I have no clue where that picture is. Yeah. But she endangered herself to yeah. get this picture. For what? Like, yeah. there's no reason for it, yeah. you know? And so I just... You yeah. hear of it's just YouTubers and Instagrammers dying because yeah. they're taking selfies on for what's the yeah. cause. Yeah, or the thing that John Oliver did on last week's night on Mount Everest mm -hmm. where there's yeah. like so many people now going Literally up there. Literally a line. Yeah, where people are dying <laughs> as they're standing in line on the top on the peak of Mount Everest so they can get a selfie yeah. on top of Mount Everest basically. And like people who shouldn't be on Mount Everest anyways, yeah. people like me and you who have yeah. no hiking, climbing experience at all. Um 
So, yeah. So I, I definitely feel like that's one aspect of it. Um, I also think, though, that there is this weird, and this is kind of going back to that American in, industrialism, and I do feel like millennials kind of are coming around to this a little bit. Like, we're, I feel like, trying to buck this trend a little yeah. bit. But there is that aspect to where, like, our European neighbors get it a little bit more right than we do, yeah. where I feel like we live to work and they work to live. Yeah. Um, and uh, and that's something I know in my life. I feel like that's probably the thing I struggle with more so than, um, uh, than like, Instagram and social media aspect stuff of it. Um, is that I'm like, I feel like, oh, I can't. I can't leave. I need to work. Yeah. You know, I, I can't take a vacation. I can't go home early. I can't, you know, I need, I need to be here and work. But then like my work is not as it's subpar because I'm like, you know, I'm burnt out. I'm exhausted. I'm, yeah. I'm running on fumes, you know? And, but then I just keep pushing myself and keep pushing myself and pushing myself. And that's something that I know for me, I like need to do a better job at forcing myself to step away and rest. And I think the big thing of like, from my experience, if you're somebody that's like me, you know, like I think the thing that people like us have to remember is that uh, like you're actually going to get better work. You're yeah. going to get better results. Like the, the fear is, Oh, but if I leave, I won't get the results I need and I need these results. So I have to stay. Yeah. And it's like, no, you'll actually get better results if you leave and come back refreshed. Yeah. Than if you're constantly burnt out. I mean, it's just like working out. Like you have rest days when you're working out cause your muscles need time to recover. And it's like your your mind, your emotions, your spirit, like all of that needs time to recover as well before you like then hit it hard again. Yeah. Especially if you're in like a job that requires a lot out of you. Yeah. You know, so I think that's like another thing that people really struggle with. Um, you seem to actually do a pretty good job with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, definitely. You seem to have like really good boundaries. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe you don't feel like you do, but I feel like from watching you, you're like, nope. Like I need to go home now, or, yeah. or I need a day off. Or... Yeah. Well, and and knowing, I think the older I get, the more I want to be as productive as possible. And the reality is, statistically, I need to have sources on this. <laughs> but uh, ten to, I, I heard ten to uh, three or four is like your most productive time. That's like when you're going to like get the most done is between those hours. And so, um. I know mentally I've gotten to a point that like I'm worthless if my brain's fried and I'm working on something and through the years of working on something, I know I'm just going to mess it up, especially color correcting or, you know, doing editing, editing and stuff yeah. like that. I'm like, I need to just come back tomorrow. It's fine. If, if, you know, yeah, I didn't get all the hours I needed to, but like, I want to make something better and yeah. being mindful of that and, hopefully that will pay off in the long run. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's knowing where your obligations are and, and, and obviously there's exceptions to the rules. There's always yeah. time where you have deadlines or you have yeah. things that you have to do, yeah. you know, and that's, that's understandable. But I think, um, it's very easy, especially in the creative field. I feel like this is where creatives, I mean, sure it's probably everywhere to be honest, but because we're in the creative field, I'll specifically talk about the creative field. I feel like, because work kind of comes and goes in the creative field or you have big deadlines where you have to push out a new product yeah. or do this thing or do that. It's like, there's this kind of like get it while it's hot kind of <laughs> approach, you know? And so then it's like, and so you just got to go all in on it. Yeah. And, um, 
And the problem is then that can turn into a routine, like yep. you were saying earlier. And um, not like making sure that that rest stays as a part of that routine or that not resting is an exception, not the norm, I think is so important. And I mean, I think if there's one thing that I could change about the last like five years of my career, it's that I went on more vacations. Yeah. You know, and not because I want to go and travel more. But it's just that, like, anytime I come, and you know, I'm sure you've seen it. Like, when I come back from vacations, I'm all like, let's do this. Yeah. You know, and that's not how I normally am. Yeah. You're the rest of the year. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, man, if this is how I feel when I come back, I should go away more often. Yeah. yeah. You know, and actually, a friend of mine, uh, he was like a consultant for CEOs for like medium sized to medium large companies, like, you know, like the five million and to $100 million sales a year kind of companies. And he said that his biggest strategy for helping companies grow was to get the CEO to go on more vacations. Yeah. Because he's like, when the CEO leaves, they come back more rejuvenated, and then the people that are there get the opportunity to um, like prove that they can handle stuff. Yeah. So the CEO comes back and like does less. Yeah. Like micromanages less, yeah. and the company grows the more basically that the CEO does less, which yeah. is kind of funny. That's fine. Uh, it's kind of like the opposite of what you think, which is why the best way to prove that is to have the person leave. Um, so, anyways, uh, those are some of my thoughts on yeah. rest. Yeah, no. What else have we not talked about? Because I feel like we both actually like. I know you legitimately really care about this because yeah. you you are like our rest police <laughs> at Brand Red. Yeah, you regularly be like. You guys need to get more rest. Yeah. Are you getting rest? I mean, play The Sims. <laughs> if your Sims not resting, he's going to fall asleep That's on the right. ground. That's right. That's how you kill them in the pool. Yeah, exactly. You put them in there when they're tired, and then you delete yeah. the the ladder, and then they just swim around yeah. and swim around. Well, it's <laughs> funny because- I, yeah, no, I never did that. I- uh, you you have to at some point go on a murderous rage with your Sims. Like that's just insane if you don't. <laughs> uh, no, I I think it's funny how we are so mindful of children and how much they need rest yeah. and how much they need or yeah, or dog. You know, mm-hmm. Kyle just got a puppy and how much they that puppy needs to sleep and yeah, or even like like with kids. I know um, when I was a kid and then watching like my sisters with their kids, it's like even like hey, this is like. They've just had four hours of like intense activity. I'm gonna have them go read for a little while, right? And like, even though they can't read, they're yeah. gonna just like sit in their room by themselves for 30 minutes and yeah. look at books, yeah, or an hour. And like, they can just play in their room quietly because they need that, yeah. You know, and it's like they're not sleeping, yeah. They're not like physically resting. Yeah. It was just like they are gonna need like moment to like recharge their little yeah. emotional battery. Yeah. Um, so if we have that care because we know that it's gonna make them a better adult. Yeah, we should have that same mindfulness with ourselves, yeah. like to be better humans, to be better workers, to be better yeah. friends, to be better husbands yeah. or wives or whatever. Yeah. Is we need to take, we need to regulate ourselves yeah. in the way we do life. Like, it is all about. I mean, that's the whole point. Nothing is truly evil. It's just the excessiveness of those things. Yeah. So, like, feeding yourself is not bad, but it's when you gluttonously feed right. yourself or things like that. So, yeah. that's the same with life. Yeah. Overworking yourself or overstimulating yourself or over anything yep. yourself is bad. Yeah. Um, starving yourself for those things is bad. Like we need to learn a good balance. And so it may take years to figure that out, or you may know exactly what your body needs. I mean, that's totally up to you. Um, 
it could be as simple as as being like yeah, maybe I've watched too much TV and I need to read a book or yeah. go for a walk or shut yeah. it all out. Yeah. Um, I think that's really hard, especially when you live by yourself. Yeah. You kind of go overboard and you just right. do all the things that your parents. But then I've noticed now that I'm in my late 20s, I kind of did more, started changing my habits, like not having sugar, not having, you know, little things like that changing the way I do things I could be better at it but it is ultimately down to treating yourself like a child again <laughs> yeah and parenting for, yourself yeah for the better goal of life yeah so yeah um but, yeah and especially as creatives I think it's um I think there are things some tasks that are easier to do when you're burnt out mm-hmm. but when you have a job that requires your imagination and you're like kind of alertness you know, just like you wouldn't want a Navy SEAL team yeah. to be tired yeah. on a mission and, and like not have gotten good sleep the night before. Surgeons. Surgeons, yeah. Uh us creatives are equally as important as Navy SEAL. I would team. say so. <laughs> <laughs> We've actually referenced surgeons before in us. I don't know. Change the world through the power uh, of art. Through the power <laughs> of media. Uh <laughs> but I mean I think um yeah, I just don't think it's I think it's just I almost kind of impossible to do good creative work, to be, have a good imagination, to have your imagination running and firing on all, all cylinders to, to be able to be problem. Cause I mean, to a certain degree, creativity is problem solving and you can't, it's hard to problem solve if you're exhausted. Yeah. You know, and and especially it's hard to do it if you're just tired of problem solving. Yeah. You know, if you're like, I don't want to, if you're just exhausted from even the process of being creative yeah, and you need a break from that, you know, like that's also something that like, you know, okay, well then you need a break from the parts of your mind and your, and your body that you use to do that work. And what could you do that doesn't require creativity and imagination and problem solving, Yeah, you know, so you can get away from it for a little while and come back to it and remember why you enjoy it. Yeah. You know, in the same way that, parents taking their kids to their grandparents' house, dropping them off, spending a weekend or a week by themselves. Every time I go on a trip with my friends who have kids, they are always so excited to see their kids when they come back. Yeah. And it's like that trip away helps them remember why they love being parents. And not that they didn't love their kids the whole time, but it's like something about being away kind of helps you remember um, why you're doing it in the first place. Yeah. You know, and I think as creatives, like, that's really important. Yeah. And, you know, for husbands or wives or moms and dads or whatever, there is this sense of like, no, I need to take care of the other person for myself. Yeah. And that's just been told over and over and over and over. And we don't get a wake up call. We don't start saying like, you know, oh, take care of yourself until like something drastic happens. Yeah. Right. Mom has depression. Yeah. Or, or, Someone kills himself. I mean, yeah. the reality is yeah. it can yeah. get that dark. Yeah. And it's like, no, we are just, you need to change the oil in your car. You need yeah. to clean, you know, the, everything yeah. in life. We are, the problem is we are in a broken world. You yeah. know, we're in a decaying world. Our yeah. bodies are decaying. Our yeah. minds are decaying. Yeah. Unless you just got back from vacation, <laughs> I can guarantee you that you need more rest than you have right now. Yeah, exactly. So, so, um, yeah. So I guess I just encourage everybody. It's just something that, um, as you were talking about um, Allie being gone this weekend and you looking forward to having a weekend mm-hmm. of rest, um, 
uh, and being able to recharge your battery, being at the house by yourself. It was just something that I was like, you know, I feel like this is something worth talking about because I feel like just a lot of people don't do a very good job at it, myself included. I'm like one of the worst at it. I feel like you do it really well. I feel like I do it really bad. Um, but um, so I encourage all of you to just hopefully make rest more of a priority. Try to find a way to to rejuvenate yourself so that way you can live a fuller and better life Yeah. by attacking it like with your tank full. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and hopefully have that conversation with your spouse or someone, yeah. people in your life and just say, hey, like, this is really important. Yeah, I would say that is a, a good point you bring up. Like, um, as much as it is very important, I think you also have to be considerate yeah. with the other people. Like, yeah. if you're married, um, obviously, if you have kids, it's like, you know, like, you might have to, you might be in a situation where you can't get as much rest as you want. And yeah. So you can't steal all the rest in the family. Yeah. And say everybody else has to do, you know, uh, like, uh, hey, let's split the rest. Yeah. That, the, you know, between your husband and wife, if you have kids, like, hey, why don't, Saturday mornings, I get up early and take care of the kids, but then Friday night, yeah. you put them to bed and allow me to have time by myself. You know, yeah. like divide and conquer, share the spoils, you yeah. know, if you can. And, and knowing what's truly, truly important. You know, the older I get, the more I can side with it was Martha and Mary when Jesus was yeah. teaching and one was sitting at his feet and the other yeah. one was like. Yeah, Martha was busy working and Mary yeah. was Yeah, and it's like feet. how many of us do that where we're like, no, we need to like, if it's not for us, this party's going to come to a grind. You yeah, know, we exactly. have to do all these things. And yeah. it's like, no, like come sit at the feet. Like know what's truly, truly important. Yeah. And I mean, there's just so many things. I just constantly am in the state of like, what am I going to be thinking when I'm on my deathbed? Yeah. I think that's for me how Probably. I, I got to pee. <laughs> uh, I, I really don't like these people who are around me. Uh, <laughs> uh, who are these people? <laughs> who are these people? Why are they here? Uh, uh, why am I at a Domino's? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will die at a Domino's. That's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> it has been foretold. Uh, no, I I, I just, I, we, we are always either... Thinking of someone else who never thinks about us yeah, through social media and stuff like that. Or we are thinking about what needs to happen right now. That we're not thinking about, like, how am I going to be at the end? What's the finish line going to look like? This this life is a marathon in a, in a way. Yeah. It's quick but also long. And knowing to take care of yourself and, and to really be mindful of every moment that you're in. And so work really hard when you need to work. Be present with the people that you're with when you really need present, and when you feel yourself disconnecting from those things, it's probably time for rest. Yeah, and that happens more and more. So yeah, yeah, and and once again, finding what your rest is and communicating to the people who you are responsible to, saying like, I I need this. Yeah, yeah, like I know. Uh, I mean, even in just a relationship between, uh, you know me and you uh you've told me multiple times within when it comes to work like i know that like your weekends are really important like they're sacred yeah don't mess with todd's weekends uh and so if we do have a shoot on the weekend it's like i try to make sure you know way in advance and then i also say hey if you want to take a day off yeah to make up for it you know monday or friday or whatever you know so that way then you still have that time to rest and recover you know yeah. and so i think having those conversations is really important especially with spouses like you know like the Martha Mary type situation, you know, like it's important for Martha to know, Hey, I am going to help you with the dishes or I will mow the lawn or I will 
put the kids to bed or wash the clothes or whatever, yeah. you know? But I need to do this first. Yeah. You know, or after I do these things, then I need this time for myself. And I think, you know, hopefully your spouse is understanding, especially if you can have the conversation around the idea of like, what do you need Yeah, that I can help provide you the space to have that, you know, sp- that same rest that I want yeah. for myself, you know? So, and I, you know, finances definitely do come into this place. Um, you know, I know <laughs> people do... Uh, in extreme situations, put themselves in such financial circumstances that rest is legitimately impossible. Yeah. And for those kind of people, man, I mean, really like debt freedom, like, or financial freedom through like Dave Ramsey and those kind of programs, like you don't have to be perfect at it, but you know, something that at least gets you out of like the emergency, like we're losing our house kind of financial problems. Yeah. You know, um, I'm working two jobs or three jobs and I'm still not paying my bills and credit debtors are calling every single day. You know, you don't, you know, that is not ever going to be restful. Yeah. And you know, like, you really need to like solve that yeah. problem. Yeah. And once again, I saw a thing where it was like, uh, m- this idea of money doesn't buy happiness is actually kind of false because like statistically, if we were making about a hundred thousand dollars and we didn't have to worry about, bills and stuff like that that actually is like the perfect balance and it's usually when you cross that threshold is when you start worrying about money again um when you start making even more because you're adding more things yeah it's that balance everything in life like if you're having five cars and you're having this huge house and all that stuff of course you're gonna freak out more because it's more bills more mouths to feed and all that stuff so yeah and some of it i mean i feel like from traveling and other parts of the world like africa and stuff i think some of our problems is our excessiveness oh absolutely you know once again like feeling like oh we have to go on these big huge trips or buy a bunch of cars or have a house that's way bigger than what we actually grew up in you know and it's like or what we actually really need and and i know don't get me wrong i mean stuff is fun big stuff is you know toys are fun things are fun all that's fun but um is it worth it for the sake of like that peace that then provides rest right you know and i think for you know, me and you aren't in that situation, so it's hard for us to describe that completely. Um, but, you know, for people who really are in, like, a dire, dire circumstances where, like I said, like, bill collectors and they're way behind on payments and everything, it's like, like, there are places, like I said, like Dave Ramsey or other people that, like, can help people in those situations get out of that Yeah. to where then they can be in a place to where there's balance in their life again and then they have room for rest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's important, people, and I hope you take that to heart, and I hope you kind of ask yourself today, like, what is it that, that brings me fulfillment, that brings me rest, that, that clears up my mind, that, that allows me to think straight again and to, yeah. to feel energized. Yeah. And, and hopefully you can communicate that with the people you yeah. love. Yeah, and so. do more of it. Yeah. Yep. Do, do it more and, and find those little moments. So. Yep. Cool. Cool. Good conversation. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for everyone for listening, for telling a friend. Please share and uh, subscribe. And uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye. This has been a Studio Red production. For more, go to studioredmedia.com.